This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. The first shots are fired in a civil war within the Democratic Party. An Associated Press report in the March 14, 1948 San Francisco Chronicle describes a pledge by Southern Democratic governors to oppose President Harry Truman's re-election. It's the first stirrings of what would become the Dixiecrat Party. You have to remember that the South was dominated by the Democrats at the time. Six Southern governors voted to fight to the last ditch, that was their words, against anyone who supported the civil rights program that Truman had recommended to Congress. The governors were led by Strom Thurmond of South Carolina. Their resolution at the Southern Governors Conference pledged to oppose any candidate who supported federal laws banning segregation, lynching, poll taxes, and job discrimination. They went on record repudiating national democratic leadership for sponsoring what they called the so-called civil rights program. Howard McGrath was the Democratic National Committee chairman. He said the Southern governors were saying they wouldn't support any candidate who didn't adopt the exact platform they wanted, and that that was a most undemocratic proposal. This can only be dealt with by the convention itself, he said. The 1948 Democratic Convention was in Philadelphia that July, and that's where the fight blew up. A group of Northern Democrats advocated for civil rights, and they backed Truman. They were led by the mayor of Minneapolis, Hubert Humphrey, future Minnesota senator, future vice president, Democratic nominee for president 20 years later in 1968. This was his big break into the national spotlight. In a speech, Humphrey said it was time to leave the shadow of states' rights behind, and he urged the party to walk forthrightly into the bright sunshine of human rights. Thirty-five delegates from Mississippi and Alabama responded by walking out of the hall, and within the week, the Southern Democratic Party was born. The Dixiecrats, as they came to be known, held their own convention a few days later in Birmingham, Alabama, and they nominated Strom Thurmond for president. Later in July, Truman signed an executive order desegregating the U.S. military, but it looked like his stance was going to cost him the presidency. The split in the Democratic Party made Republican nominee Thomas Dewey, the governor of New York, all but a shoe-in. Strom Thurmond and the Dixiecrats did win four southern states that November, but it wasn't enough to swing the election for Dewey. In one of the greatest upsets in American political history, the incumbent president was re-elected. And it led to one of the most famous headlines in American newspaper history. For production reasons, the Chicago Tribune had to go to press early in the evening while voting was still going on. So it relied on polls, expert opinions, and its own low opinion of Harry Truman for its page one story and headline. That headline was immortalized by a jubilant and newly re-elected Harry Truman. He held it up for photographers in the early morning. It said, Dewey defeats Truman. 
You can read all about the 1948 election in a book by historian Gary A. Donaldson that I don't even have to tell you the title of, do I? Truman Defeats Dewey. The Dixiecrats didn't last. Southern Democrats went back to the Democratic Party and continued to fight against civil rights. Strom Thurmond was elected to the Senate in 1954, and he served for 48 years. In 1957, he conducted the longest filibuster in Senate history, opposing the Civil Rights Act. In 1964, he switched to the GOP, and he died in 2003. He did soften his positions on race a little toward the end of his life, but he never denounced his years of defending segregation. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.